Welcome to Exploring the Legion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with my special guest, Nick Vale. Nick, great to see you again. Happy to be here. Okay, Nick is also the producer of our MNN live cable television show in Manhattan, uh, Free Will Question Mark, every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Call in and we debate this issue. All right, so like the title, this is episode number 174, Free Will colon, powerlessness, stupidity, and immorality. All right, and like, um, let me explain what I mean by that, and then we're going to, as we always do, we're going to explain what people mean when they say they have a free will and, uh, and why this show is important. Just go into that briefly. All right, so powerless, stupidity, and immorality. Um, what people who don't understand that we don't have a free will have to face, have to accept, have to come to terms with, is that we're powerless. We're like puppets. We're like robots. We're like, we, you know, life is a movie. We're just like, you know, go along for the ride. That's difficult for some people to accept. Nick has accepted it. I've accepted it. Albert Einstein accepted it. You know, a lot of people, you know, B.F. Skinner accepted it. There's a lot of people in the world that, that accept it. You know, a lot of scientists. But that's, you know, if you believe in free will, that's your challenge to, to, to come to terms with the, with the truth that absolutely nothing is up to you or anyone. All right, now, what's the challenge to, to Nick and, and me and the people who understand that free will is an illusion living in today's world? Well, first of it, we have to, like, come to terms with the idea, with the truth, that the, our world is profoundly stupid. And, and like, you know, I want to, as I say that, I want to, like, just, like, put this caveat out there that it's not our fault. In other words, like, I'm not saying that people are fundamentally stupid. I'm saying that the universe is not allowing people to understand this. And the reason I, you know, I use the strong word stupidity is because causality, as we're going to explain, you know, a bit later, is why free will is impossible. And causality is not rocket science, it's not brain surgery. Causality is like everything has a cause. Free will is impossible. You know, it's so simple. People don't get that. And that leads to the next part of this, immorality. Now, some people, and again, it's not their fault because they don't have a free will. The universe, God, whatever, however you want to say it, is not allowing them to, to understand that. But some people are intelligent enough to, to understand what causality means and its ramifications, you know, its implications. Yet they still refuse to uh, accept that, um, that they don't have a free will. Now, all right, before what well, like Nick and I were talking about, um, one reason why they, they, they can't accept it is because of this hedonic principle, this idea that, um, that we always seek pleasure and, and avoid pain. But another, another reason, I think, is they just simply refuse. They just like, it's an immoral thing. It's like, they, it doesn't sit well with them, you know, um, for whatever reason. Maybe like, you know, in other words, like if, if they were to accept that, um, that nobody has a free will, then all of a sudden they couldn't claim to themselves or other people that like, well, I'm smarter than others, or I'm better, I'm more successful. Like, you know, like, in other words, some people like, subscribe to this like global pecking order where they're like they want to like feel superior to others so i think in certain cases it's immorality people like are smart enough to understand that, that there is no free will but they're not morally 
good enough to, to accept that. Or, and again, it's not their fault. But anyway, this is the theme of, 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 the, of this show. In other words, people who don't understand that we have a free will, that we don't have a free will, have to come to terms with the powerlessness of all of us. And then people like Nick and I, who understand this, have a challenge of our own. We have to understand we're living in an incredibly stupid, incredibly immoral world. All right, so Nick, um, before we get into this in more detail, explain, like, you know, what people mean, what, what this whole issue about free will is about. My definition of free will is you could have done otherwise. Okay, so, like, so people, when people say they have a free will, they mean that, that like, you know, they make a decision, but they could have made a difference. Let's, like, for, for breakfast, they had cereal, but they could have had toast. They could, you know, it's like, so some people say like, because they could have done otherwise, that means they have a free will. All right. And just like, so it's not to confuse people, Nick, just um, explain to the audience now why um, we couldn't have done otherwise. You couldn't have done otherwise because we did not self-cause or self-create ourselves. We all know how we were created. We all, you know, this nonsense about, we don't know how the universe began. Was it infinite regress, Big Bang, creationism, or, you know, God with a free will? We know our parents had sex. So the causal chain started there, and we were born into a middle, the middle of a story. We didn't raise ourselves. We didn't choose our genetics. We didn't choose our intelligence. We didn't choose our personality. We didn't choose our sensitivities. We didn't choose our likes or dislikes, so on and so forth. As we grow up, we have cause and effect going towards pleasure and away from pain. And by the time we get to the breakfast table and, and have, what would you say, cereal? Cereal or We toast, have a yeah. preference. So we choose our preference, but we don't choose what we prefer. Right. And another way to it's answer causal that. causal chain. Right. Yeah. Theoretically, theoretically, you might say we could have chosen otherwise, right? But the only way we could have chosen otherwise if we would have been different people at the time of that decision, or if we would have been in a different universe. Now, clearly, we weren't different people. We were the same people living in the same universe. Right. Unfortunately for us, the only way we could prove our hypothesis would be to have a time machine in which George and I would go back in time, and our traveling in time would not affect anything. We have to make that clear. We go back in time, we rewind the universe, and we press play, and we're confident that everything would happen exactly the same as it happened the way it did. It would not be otherwise. Now, the free will people would have the same onus and the same burden. They would have to rewind the universe and press play and show me that everything would be different. Unfortunately, unfortunately, neither of us have a time machine to prove it to you empirically, but one side of this story is correct. We both can't be right, and we're here to tell you that the no free will revolution is alive and well starting now, and there's no free will. It's about time we uh, made peace with who we are in the universe, the truth of us, you know, how we relate to the universe, that we are part of the cause and effect universe. All right. Again, now this is like... Sorry, again, I was a little bit of a rant, but... That's all right. This is like... This is episode 174. Yeah. <laughs> we Go got ahead. the monitor on. Ordinary but you didn't, you didn't define your... Ver- uh, what is free all will... Right. All right, I'll define free will, you know, the way it's been debated, not the way... There's certain people in the world, philosophers, who are disingenuous. They're not professional. They're not academic. They're just like... They, 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 they can't accept that they've lost the debate on free will, so they change the definition of free will. The way free will has been defined for millennia, since Augustine, since Spinoza, you know, for hundreds of years, for 2,000 years at least, you know, is that like we would have a free will if we're free to do what we want to do 
independent of factors that are not in our control, okay? So in other words, like causality, okay? This principle of, of cause and effect where everything has a cause, that's not in our control. And so like, you know, if, if our decisions have causes and then there's causes to the causes of our decisions and then there's causes to those causes, that demonstrates why, why free will is impossible. Um, but that's another way, you know, another, another, we would have free will if nothing that we're not in control of, like our unconscious also, or like our hedonic imperative, our hedonic principle, you know, that we always seek pleasure and avoid pain, you know, weren't in effect. But clearly those things are in effect all the time, and that's why I don't free will. All right, one more thing. Um, why is this show, why is our mission, why is like overcoming... John Searle, eminent philosopher, was asked, what would... What, did, what would it mean to the world if the world came to acknowledge and understand that free will is an illusion? He said that it would be a, quote, greater, bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Newton or Galileo or Darwin. It would alter our whole conception of our relation with the universe. Nick, explain to the audience why Searle said that. All right. Well, statistically, I think 90% of the Earth does believe in free will. So, first of all, free will is the umbrella consciousness of the entire humanity. We either, you know, we go to, we have uh, jail, we have crime and punishment, we have morality, we have school, we have jobs, we have, ev everything is under the free will assumption. And if you got 80 to 90% of the universe or the world of human beings uh, believing something that's just not true, that ripple out effect is terrible for all of mankind, to all, for have 90% of mankind walking around with a deluded or a word called eluded, meaning an illusion, walking around with the wrong fundamental basic consciousness of fundamental reality, they have it incorrect. It causes hatred, uh, internal hatred towards oneself and hatred towards others. It's a, it's a terrible belief. It's toxic. All right, yeah, let's, let's stay with the truth factor, like the, what you started with. Think about it. Like almost the entire world is completely deluded about the fundamental nature of human behavior. Now, like we've had other delusions before. We were once deluded as a world, like we thought the world was flat. Fine, but big deal. Unless you're planning to sail around the world or something, that delusion just doesn't change anything. We once had a delusion that the sun revolved around us. Now we know it's, it's the other way around. We revolve around the sun. Big deal. That doesn't change our life. So explain how like this delusion of free will is in a completely different category than these other delusions that we've had. Even like the delusion that like that we came from like an Adam and Eve versus evolution, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, the other ones you're talking about don't affect human relationships. I mean, you can, uh, you know, with, with not with with, the, with free will, you know, you're talking about people uh, punishing people and getting revenge and retribution. I don't see how thinking the world is flat or not flat, or the sun revolving around the earth, or the earth revolving around the sun, or any other things uh, that we were deluded actually affect. Uh, emotions the way the free will belief. I mean, if I think you did something to me and you could have done otherwise, I'm implying a malicious intent towards you because you could have done otherwise after all. So the fact that you did something to me means that I'm out to get you now because you did something to me maliciously and it's causing me to not be kind towards you, not be compassionate, not have understanding and to be more, uh, I guess, uh, vicious in my hatred and wanting to, to get back at you and, and make you pay for it. Exactly. Uh, the other delusions that you're talking about don't have that same uh, malicious effect on human relationships. Excellent, excellent. This free will illusion, delusion, just 
causes us to to go at each other to like to hate each other to to seek vengeance and not just toward each other toward ourselves when do stuff we do stuff wrong and we believe we have a free will we will punish ourselves the one last thing i want to uh, go into before we go into the, the main theme is like free will also is responsible for at least part of this climate change denial in other words like Pew Research did a survey earlier in 2014. They reported that 66 of Americans don't believe that climate change is happening and that we're causing it. In other words, like there's two parts to this. They, they, they both don't believe that it's happening and that human beings are causing it. 66%. Now, like climate change is the biggest challenge that humanity the world has, has ever had and it's going to be going on for decades and the the longer we prolong action on it the worse it gets now why is free will relevant to this because basically some of people who are denying that we that um, climate change is happening we're causing it the reason they're denying it is because like they can't come to terms with this horrible horrible indictment that we human beings are doing some something so terrible to to the future generations, you know, because like climate change could conceivably kill billions of people. So like they can't deal with that. So they're unconscious as a defense defense mechanism in psychology. This is like not controversial. When people can't accept the truth, they go into denial. They deny that whatever they're being indicted about is happening. Now, here's the key. You can't logically, rationally, in any sense, go into denial over something that you are not you don't feel responsible for in other words like if people didn't re feel responsible for climate change there's no way they could go into denial about it so in other words what i'm trying to say you have to first believe you have a free will to then go into denial about something you're indicted about all right now i've done shows about this so like we're going to those this in more detail but again this is like this issue of free will it's not inconsequential it's it's a major it's not just about truth it affects our lives both on a personal and global level all right so let's get back to this the main theme so like powerlessness um explain more nick of why you know like why people are you know cling to this belief in free will you know why they're not able to get it okay well that's simple we have something we didn't come up with it sigmund freud uh pleasure principle means human beings always go towards pleasure and away from pain so people who believe in free will are basically George and I are arguing that there isn't free will and the jury is other people and they're biased from the get-go. What I mean is they are desperately clinging to the attachment of being in control of their own life because they emotionally on a deep, deep, deep psychological level feel better about themselves believing in free will. So the idea that you don't have free will will inflict psychological and emotional harm upon themselves for changing their belief. We really can't get through to them because they're so emotionally attached to this idea that the idea that they don't have free will being powerless, as you said, is too frightening and emotionally detrimental and will put such harm on them that it'll be like cracking their entire world paradigm. They just, they just can't do it. Right, and, and cause no matter what we say, yeah, because some people say, well, you know, like if I don't have free will, if I'm just a robot, then what's the point in everything? What's the point in waking up? What's the point of doing everything? This it's is too depressing for them. They can't get it because it's too depressing. Yeah, no, I think I, not living in the truth is too depressing. But anyway, absolutely. What do you, What do you want to say to them? 
What? Well, yeah. Well, just because we don't have free will doesn't mean you can't seek pleasure and avoid pain. And just because you don't have free will doesn't mean you can't get that girl or guy, or wife or husband you always wanted, or you're not going to get the job promotion, or you're not going to win the lottery tomorrow, as the great Mike Laster stated in one of his shows. Just because you don't have free will doesn't mean good things won't happen to you. Exactly. And just because we don't have free will doesn't mean we're not determined to have these good things happen. And we can't work for them and expect them. Einstein, Albert Einstein, he won a Nobel Prize. He's like the greatest physicist. He didn't believe in free will. He understood free will as an illusion. So, so it is very possible to accept your fundamental powerlessness in this world, yet be motivated by factors that are completely out of your control to, to do great things, to, 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 do, to basically you know, have meaning in life. It's actually better to live without free will because anything you do that is silly or stupid or you mess up or you're a failure, you uh, exonerate and vindicate yourself from any uh, emotional baggage you'll be carrying around about how I could have done such a stupid thing. I said this you know, stupid thing to her at the table and I ruined my relationship with her. And you know, all these things were meant to be. So you don't have to beat yourself up. You, know, you can uh, admonish yourself and reprimand yourself gently and nicely so you don't do it the next time. But you don't have to, you know feel suicidally depressed or anything about something you've done because you didn't you didn't really do anything you were just along for the ride that's so you learn from your mistake but you don't punish yourself excellent yeah so in other words like you know understanding that we don't have a free will takes something up from us like yes. it, it forces us to acknowledge our fundamental powerlessness but it gives us something greater this sense of absolution you know we we can like consider ourselves innocent and that's major but it doesn't free you from all responsibility and it doesn't free you from slight guilt, but it frees you from severe, extreme, toxic guilt. And let's talk about, you know, people are going to say, well, we're promoting that people can have no responsibility and do whatever they want and the world will fall into chaos if this show takes off. Yeah, we're not saying that at we'll all. You know, like, let's say tomorrow everybody would get that free will is an illusion okay everybody understands this tomorrow we're still gonna have our laws we're still gonna have our rules but we will enforce them and impose them and conduct them so much more compassionately because we're not going to be filled with hatred and vengeance and all toward people who do things wrong we'll 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 have much more understanding in, ter in terms of how how we deal with ourselves and other people and judges world. might be more compassionate listening to someone on trial who says i honestly didn't know you know I didn't know that law. You know, they say ignorance is no excuse for the law. I think that has to be challenged. I mean, if you honestly have someone, you know, who's swearing under the Bible and has an affidavit and all these things where they're, you know, under oath, and they say, I honestly didn't know that I was, that was part of, you know, I think the judge should not say, well, you should have known. I mean, how could you sh should have known if your parents didn't raise you to know that particular law and it's not in your genetics? How could you know? Exactly. That has to be, you know, uh, modified that, well, that's no excuse. You should have known. Absolutely. Uh, how, what? I don't have ESP. I didn't know, you know, to update that registered agent or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so. If, or, or you should no, have no known one told better. Me, how would I have known? Supposed to ask your father on his deathbed? You know, anyway, I don't want to get into No, something. I know. People... How would you know to ask that question? It's not in your causal history. <laughs> I know. People, people well, say. So this affects the criminal. This affects judges, I think. Yes, absolutely. Being more understanding or listening to, you know, they must just assume everyone's lying or something. But if someone honestly says, I didn't know, they can't say, well, you should have known. I know, I know. That's totally incoherent. I agree. I agree. Like what this world needs is 100% effective 
truth detector test where like, you know, like you listen to somebody or like, you know. Right. Whatever. When she says you should have known, she's assuming you're lying that you're right. But right. You honestly say, I didn't know. I couldn't have known. You can't, it's totally incoherent, incoherent for one human being to tell another human being what they should have, should not known because they're not, they don't have your consciousness. They weren't raised the way you were. They don't know what you've learned or what you didn't learn. I agree. All right, let's go, All right, on. Let's go on. So like we've dealt with powerlessness now and powerlessness is what people who believe in free will have to come to terms with. Now, what do people like Nick and I and these scientists who understand if free will is an illusion have to come to terms with and accept? That this world is incredibly stupid. And again, I have to like continually make the, the caveat statement that like it's not their fault. It's not our fault that we're so stupid as a world. But you have to understand how absolutely stupid we are to not understand this principle of causality and how it applies to free will. Nick. I'm so honored to call me a scientist. <laughs> I, I like to consider myself as a realist. Absolutely. I'm not a scientist. I mean, uh, You're a scientist. I'm, this is yeah. common sensist. That's a word. What was the question? Why, why is what, the world I mean, powerless? We, we, yeah, I mean, like, well, we first of all, if anyone feels powerless, it's us. You and I have to accept that we're living in a country where you and I are outnumbered, like, you know, 90% I, 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 of the population believes in free will, right? But I hardly ever meet them. It feels like it's 99. You know, you and I have to go through life feeling more intelligent than everyone because we're the only one who gets it. And we walk down the street. We're, we're dealing with people like, you know, unintelligent, but it's not their fault. We, that's why we're doing this show. We're motivated for our own uh, pleasure principle to get people so we're not in such a minority it's it's very just hard for us to live and let me let me explain why this it's very upsetting I yes mean, it is we're upsetting. Walking, everyone's it's upsetting totally off their, out of their minds with this free will thing i know we're walking around therapists psychiatrists judges. they're idiots they're they're all idiots i mean like somebody well, you can't tell them that but well i know but it, but here's why this is important because like in other words like a one question iq test in terms of like critical analysis is you ask a person like do you have a free will or not if they tell you excuse me if they tell you that they have a free will you know off the bat that they either first like haven't thought of the question you have to acknowledge that or second if they have and they continue to tell they have free will you got to conclude that they are profoundly stupid in terms of critical thinking. In other words, their logic is profoundly weak. Now, why is this important? Because, like, you have two kinds of people in the world. One kind of person has a very strong memory. They go to school, right, and they, they learn everything the professors and teachers teach them. Then they remember it. Then they recall it for the tests, yeah. right? And then they're able to apply it in certain ways and teach it to others, right? Like Juan, but, philosophy, right, yeah. But... These people who with great memories have very, very often have very, very poor critical analysis skills, meaning they don't understand what they've learned. They're just regurgitating, repeating what they've learned. Right. So, so the, the vast majority of this world, I think, is run by people like that. And that's why you have so many uh, problems. So there's extent that these people who are stupid in terms of like critical analysis get this. Maybe they can learn this skill because in other words like somebody who's like doesn't have a good memory can learn to memorize more maybe if these people were like sincere enough intellectually sincere enough to acknowledge their profound stupidity they could learn these critical um thinking skills this logic and then our world would would just make some which would would be run so much more logically more rationally right <laughs> uh when you say we're powerless uh you know that can be depressing i do see the other side's point but that shouldn't trump the truth. So if you're going to trade truth for I don't want to feel powerless, 
I mean, me, you know, my hedonic imperative is I would rather uh, have the truth, but I can see why people are so addicted to this nonsense and insane belief of free will because it's too detrimental to their emotional well-being to think that they have no control over everything. So I, I don't really agree with you. I know, I know you're calling them stupid, but I do see some sanity in it that they just can't – I mean, they don't want to feel miserable. They think it's too depressing. So – they're t- you know, it's like it's like they're intoxicated. They they love the idea they have free will. It's like a drug to them, and they're addicted. It's yeah. it, I think it's uh, bad for them. You know, I think it's like smoking. It's uh, it's like they're chain smoking. They should get into you know, it's like a ca- you know the causal chain needs to be broken. So we have to figure out a way, you and I, to convince these people to stop smoking. And you know. It's bad for you. I know you enjoy it, but it's bad for you, and it's much better for you to not smoke. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. In other words, we've got to make the point continually. We're not blaming them. We're not holding them responsible because they don't have Oh, but they will. don't think it's bad for them. No, I know. So That's we, what we have to do, yeah. We have to explain how it's bad, and this, this climate change thing is one, one way. All right. Last, we've got about two and a half minutes. Let's just go briefly into the immorality thing. Some people, you know, they're not all that stupid. You know, they, they, they get what causality means, but they're, they are, they're immature. <laughs> they're immature. They're, in other words, like they refuse to accept that they want to, it's part of like this hedonic imperative and all, but like they want to take credit for their achievements. Maybe they've gotten this PhD, PhDs or whatever. And like, even though they know the truth, the truth doesn't serve them, so they're going to ignore the truth. It's selfishness. It's self, a self-serving, self-centered, you know, immoral attitude in other words like if you're gonna like discount and not believe not understand something there's there's a statement there's uh, somebody once said like don't ever expect someone to understand something whose job depends on their not understanding it okay so that's i mean like this isn't related to just jobs this is related to who people think they are so so many people in the world you know feel good about themselves because of their accomplishments right and like, so they understand causality. Yeah, they but understand. that would apply to rabbis, pastors, and priests who preach free will. How, how would the, a regular person job depend on whether or not they believe in free will or not? Well, for, to for a, example, you know, you've got a clerk, like a cleric or something. You no, know? no, you're right. For for a lot of people, this this wouldn't apply to. But for some, some people are like really, really smart. They get why causality makes free will impossible, but because they've had certain achievements in life that they, they want to take credit for because they're right. like, they're, they're emotionally immature. So if they're in corporate America, which is a meritocracy, meaning you get rewarded for performance and how you do, and they go around telling their coworkers they don't believe in free will, their coworkers going to say, well, you're not really entitled to a raise or job promotion because you're not, you, you're not, you told me at the coffee break last week that you don't believe in free will. So you, you, how could you say you deserve more money? It goes again, in a way it's, a, it's, and the newspapers can't sell papers unless they believe in free will. So you've got the economy against the truth. Right. I agree that, with you. That, that mean, yeah. And that's something that like, as the world comes to understand the free will is an illusion, that's going to be an issue we're going to have to face. How, how do we like, cause we're still going to want to credit, for example, like when people do things we, we still need to be motivated to do good, you know, reward and punishment. But all right, so we've got like five seconds. Thanks for watching. This is Nick Vale and George Ortega saying um, goodbye for the uh, free, whatever. <laughs>